What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, we have a business breakthrough with Larry Alexander. Uh, he is with Progressive Painting in Arizona, and we're talking about getting him on the grid. Okay, so he's built a business. Uh, they do quite a bit of revenue, and he's been off the grid doing it uh, by word of mouth, you know, by really just building relationships over so many years, and now he wants to get on the grid. So we're talking about ways to get his company up to date. Uh, we're talking marketing. We're talking CRM. We're talking automation. So really awesome business breakthrough, one of my absolute favorite ones so far. Uh, so tune in. You're going to love it, and it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Larry Alexander. Uh, he is with Progressive Painting in Arizona, um, and we're here talking, chatting about his business and different things that uh, he's got going on. Let's kind of set the table, man. Last time we spoke, you said that your company's doing a pretty good amount of volume. You're, uh, you've been doing this for quite some time and you're in a current sales role right now. Um, what are some areas in your business that you're looking to expand and grow or just let's dive into it, man. What are some things you're wanting some help with? Uh, marketing is one of those things we do. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of marketing. So being able to have a higher rate of people coming to us, uh, would be great to offset the amount of work that we're going out to get. Absolutely. So do you have a marketing, have you ever marketed in any other capacity or is this kind of your first area where you're really looking to dive into marketing? Cause I think it'd be important for us to go over a little bit of marketing principles that you can use across the board and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. So do you have any experience with any other marketing or just. Uh, we did you know we, um, we did at one point some, uh, like flyer distribution, have people go out okay. there and hard. And that did, that did produce some results, but the cost towards recovery, return on investment, wasn't what we would what we would like. So gotcha. moved on. To so that. Did the flyers, phone call stuff too. Yeah, the flyers and paper and all that stuff. Like for me, marketing when you can actually tie attribution to um, you know your marketing in terms of your sales, that encourages you to do more marketing, right? So if, let's say every flyer you had a QR code on it. And you had a call to action on that QR code that said, hey, book now and we'll give you 5% off, right? And that QR code takes them to a landing page that says, hey, redeem your 5% off, put in your information. Then that landing page puts them into a CRM where they get another follow-up email that says, hey, great, you know, we, we got your request for an estimate. You know, we'll contact you now at this point with a date and a time we can come take a look. Right. So then you can go mm -hmm. look at that data and be like, okay, well, this many people came in from the flyers, right? Cause there could be people calling you right now that you maybe have given a flyer to a year ago that they're not, they don't really remember and they're not going to say it or mention it. And you can't really identify if that marketing channel was good. 
generally, you know, that it's probably not good. Like, you know, I'm just giving you some insight on like paper marketing, you know, with the ability to do a QR code on there gives you the ability to attribute attribution sales to that marketing channel. Does that make sense? No, hundred percent. Cause that's, there's zero of that going on. Zero of that going on. Some people do it on their business card to tie business card marketing to, you know, I actually have one right here. See this? I got a QR code on the back of my business card there. So when people scan that, um, we know where they came from. So I'm really big on that. Like, I just like to know um, about where the business is coming from so I can spend more money and invest more in that area. When you look at marketing, it's just like investing, man. It's like looking at different investments and deciding where to place your money. So when you think of marketing, you have to identify, first of all, what are your options out there? And I'm going to cover them. So what you try to do is having flyers, paper, you know, that sort of marketing. I think at this point, it's a waste of money and it's a waste of time. People take flyers and paper and what do they do with them? Well, you know, I don't do too much. I don't do that heavily, but, you know, the business card aspect of it, you know, I always do leave some information at whatever door I'm at. And then I right. do maybe about 5%, but 5%, it costs me nothing because I'm already there. You're get already that. There. And then, yeah. you know, leads to a significant return yeah. on investment. Yeah, and I understand that. So there's passive marketing um, and then there's aggressive marketing. And there's also different levels of motivation for the customers that you're trying to attract. So for me, the way I see it is you got to identify really what the motivation of the customer is. If you knock on my door and you hand me a flyer or a door hanger or a business card, and you say, hey, we painted your neighbor's house. Are you interested in a quote? And then, you know, I'm not really motivated to get the paint job done because I didn't know I needed the paint job. You just popped up and you said, you you know, you were going to offer me a, a quote. My motivation to get the job done is super low. Yeah, you did that for free. There was no cost there to you, but you're also very unlikely to get the job unless you, you know, you, you hit maybe one out of 20 where they're actually like, okay, yeah, you know what? I do want to quote and I will purchase this paint job because you knocked on my door, you know, mm -hmm. but when you, when you spend money on areas where the, the motivation is high, like Google, like if you go and Google that you want a paint job, obviously your motivation to spend the money is high. If you're going on home advisor because you're looking for a professional, the motivation is high. If you're going on Angie's list or whatever it is, you have to identify those traffic sources. Then you pay more money for that because the motivation has already been created somehow without you doing it. So if you, again, you come and knock on my door because you're painting my neighbor's house. I wasn't thinking about a paint job. I wasn't budgeting for a paint job. I didn't even know I needed a paint job. It's, you know, you came yeah. over. Yes. That, what's that? You know. A good thirty-five percent chance on the neighbor wanting to keep up with the with with their neighbor, you know, keep up with the Jones effect. Everybody wants to not be left out in their house looking good, while you know the neighbors just got theirs looking yeah, fresh. Who would? But, but the reality is, who wouldn't want a paint job, right? Be, right, exactly. It's just about. Know, oh no, I don't want my house to look better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the desire. We know the desires there. You're not selling kitchen knives where like, it's like, eh, no, everybody wants it done. It's just, we're talking about money. We're talking about actually giving you the money to do it. That's the highest level of motivation. Emotional intensity is the transfer of the money 
to commit. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Marketing and commitment go hand in hand. Again, when you knock on my door, you have a very low chance of getting me to commit. Yeah. I want to keep up with them, but guess what? What do I have to do then? Okay. You just informed me that I needed my house painted, right? So as an educated buyer, which you probably want to work with because they spend good money on good help and good quality. Somebody's not educated, doesn't value your services as much as someone who's educated. Would you agree? Yes. So what am I going to do? Thank you, Larry, for coming over here. You know what? I'm probably going to now get a couple quotes, <laughs> you know, because I want to see where you stand compared to the other people. Has that happened to you? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd probably say about a good 30, 40% of the time. Somebody either right. they either go look me up and they call me back later and make sure my they'll, review. They'll look you up and they do their own research, right? Yeah. So reality of the situation is, is if we're talking about the buyer behavior, even when you go and alert them and you create the motivation, guess what? You could potentially be giving business to someone else who didn't earn the right to have that business because you're the one who created the, the motivation, right? Understandable, yeah. And when it comes to marketing, what's your follow-up process look like? And when I say that, I mean, okay, sir, thank you so much. Here's your proposal. What's next? Do you have a follow-up sequence set up to ensure that person continues to get communication from your company as the days go on? Did you put that person into a CRM that has his information that you can easily access and follow up? Hey, how'd those other quotes go, by the way? Was there anything that they said that we didn't, right? So that's where marketing meets sales because what you're now needing to do is you're, you're needing to raise that closing ratio on that marketing that you did, which lowers the cost of your overall marketing spend because you don't need to spend as much, right? Yeah. Obviously, well, it didn't cost you anything but your time, which is pretty valuable. But I'm just trying to help you understand the, the game of really what you should have. You shouldn't just have like this front end sales. What you, what you were doing initially, yes, it was marketing where you knocked on the door and then it turned into sales because you did the proposal. Then you got to go back to marketing if they don't close. Yeah. But a lot of people don't go back to marketing. They just stop there. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. And then again, like, you know, remember you knocked on someone's door, you created the need, you inspired the change and you didn't follow up with what you did. You didn't understand that the motivation of the, I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm just giving you the scenario. Not no, 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 no. This reality, I, I was just trained one kind of way and that right. was go out there, kill me. You know what I mean? And so but you got to, it, it would be I, great though, but you could yeah. land on that person that was like, you know what? I was thinking about it, Larry. I'm so happy you're here. You yeah. Know? You know how often I get that though, when I knock on the door and it's like, I you must be thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you read my mind, come on in, you know, and then sign some paperwork. I love those. Yeah. It's nice when that happens. Obviously it's, nice. it's not a, a daily it's occurrence. Nice. I but, wish it would happen every yeah. time, but you know, people right. are always thinking about it. Right. But again, how much thought did you put into it? Did you assign a budget to this? Did you do any, I, did you do any research on what color you want? Do you know the process? Like, so it's like so important as a good marketer to understand who you're selling to. So you can align your approach with their specific needs. Like again, identify what, where they are in the process. If you have somebody that is in the discovery phase of just starting to, to really identify paint companies and, you know, asking neighbors questions about different painting contractors. That's like the discovery phase. Then you have like the people that are in the, I, 
unaware phase of just like they're before the discovery phase where they didn't even know that there's cracking happening or there's wood rotting. They're not the type of homeowner to actually give a, give a crap about it. And they need to be shown and they need to be educated and they need to be made aware either by you or the HOA that sometimes happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. HOA will make them very aware that they need to get their house painted. Okay. Yeah. Those people are in the unknown phase. They need a lot more nurturing, a lot more educating, but the discovery people, those are the ones that you can convert. And then you have the committed people. These are the people that are actively searching. They're getting quotes. Okay. So as a company like me, I don't waste my time with the people who don't know they need it. Okay. Don't waste my time with them. They'll figure it out. Hopefully I'll be in a position for when they go through the, that, that, pipeline mentally of discovering, asking questions, and then committing. I don't waste my time with them. They'll figure it out when they're ready. I know that the mass market does a Google search. Okay. They go on Facebook. Yeah. They, I know that. So I want to be there when they do that. And, and they'll get me at that point. That's mm -hmm. why, that's why we have the most reviews. I spend so much time getting reviews. So when somebody looks up painter in my area, boom, I'm right there. So I'm trying to get them, okay, at what we call the bottom of the funnel. That means that they're ready to, they're ready to convert, okay? Discovery phase. We'll do a little bit of light marketing on the discovery phase. These are the people that you'll get uh, interested when you run Facebook ads. Like, you know, you'll get them to, you know, they'll see a Facebook ad of a beautiful painted house. They're in the discovery phase. They're actually going to engage with that post most likely, Okay. They're going to be like, oh, that looks good. I was thinking about it. Those are your people that say I'm thinking about it. They're in phase two. Then you got committed people. Committed people know two things. Number one, they know their budget and they've identified the need. Now it's just a matter of who they pick. Those are the people that I, I love because it saves me time. I don't have to sit there and educate. I could just turn and burn those. Yes, they're more expensive, but if you allocate a budget to marketing, I'll spend money on Home Advisor. I'll spend money on anything that can bring me ready to go people google okay and that's that's kind of the spectrum of marketing you know was that a little bit helpful yeah do me a favor though back up because uh, this whole uh, crm thing is really new to me so can you explain that to me in a very simplistic way just so i can get an overall grasp yeah, of that because well, i don't you need I, to know what it stands I, for that i gave bids for and every now and then i'll reflect back upon those, but I don't generally follow up with a customer that didn't sign the contract. Agreed. So CRM stands for customer relationship management. Okay. There's two types of sales cycles in home service. Number one is a fast, short sales cycle. Okay. That means that when your AC breaks, okay, you call an AC company to come fix it. The service technician gives you a quote. He goes to his truck, he fixes it, you pay him, done. With us, we have a long sales cycle. It usually starts with a request. Then it goes to an estimate. Then it goes to a proposal. Then there's a few days in between where they think about it. Sometimes they take longer, right? Maybe a month or two before they yeah. actually commit. Okay. Then they commit, right? And then you do the job or you schedule the job and then you do the job and then you complete the job. So that is a long sales cycle. And every customer that you've ever done a paint job for falls somewhere in that sales cycle. You have some people that are new leads, people that you are getting information from your website or they call you and they want an estimate. That's a new lead. That's a lead, 
right? And then you have some people that are people that you've already given a proposal to. And you need something that keeps track of everyone at each stage of the sales cycle. Why? Well, because everyone needs individual communication based on those stages. So let me give you an example. Somebody goes to your website. Okay. You got a website? Yeah, we do. Okay. I go to your website. I put in my information. How long does it take for you to get to me? I don't even think I checked that, man. You didn't even check it. So there could be people going to your website that you're busy throughout the day driving around. You can't get a hold of them. And guess what? They feel like they're not valued. They're not being communicated with. So when you have a CRM, an automation CRM, that CRM will send them a text message and an email within seconds automatically. And it says, hey, it's Larry from Progressive Painting. Would you like to schedule an estimate with us? Click here. And then if the CRM works right, it'll allow them to click and schedule an estimate. And that automates that initial process and makes them feel communicated and valued with. That's Now that person was a, at one point a new lead. Now there's someone who's on the schedule. Okay. But tomorrow you might get another new lead. So that person needs to be brought through that same process over and over and over again. And then you have, and then that person you scheduled the estimate with has now received an estimate. Does that make sense? Am I making so it? All, very all the different platforms that you would gain people's attention from, or is that something you manually enter if you talk to somebody face to face? That's a good point. So there's a couple ways you can automate it to where if somebody you, you have to connect, like the CRM is like your central hub, right? So you would want, you would want someone to come in from your website. You want their information to get in there. If you, if you buy leads from home advisor, you want to get them in there. If someone calls you, yes, you would manually enter them in there. Like that's the idea is to have your CRM be your central hub for everything. Okay. And that is what the value of it is, is that you have one place where you can see everything and it gives you peace of mind, but it also helps you capitalize on your investments. Like for example, drip jobs, you know, and this was no, not meant to be brought up, but I want to help you understand why I built this thing was simply be because of the issue that you're running into that everyone runs into. We have all these people that we help, but we don't remember who we gave an estimate to 10 days ago. And we lose out on the opportunity to follow up with them that maybe could be the follow-up that gets us the business because maybe they have a question that they're afraid to call us and ask. Simple. I do many times I've done follow-ups with people, Larry, where I just asked, Hey, I just was curious. Do you have any questions? And then they would say, actually, yes. The other painter said they were going to be doing this, 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 and this, and they came in a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. Right. And I yeah. said, Oh, okay. Well, let me be honest with you. We do this, 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 and this, and we actually do this, 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 this at no extra cost to you. That's why our price is what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, actually, that makes a lot of sense. And then I'd say, okay, well, did you want to put down a deposit? You know what, Tanner? Yeah, that I, I, I want to go with you guys. Dude, I can't even tell you how many times I've sold jobs from that scenario there, following up. But guess what? Right now, if you don't have a CRM, if you don't have something that reminds you who has gotten an estimate, it's almost impossible for you to do that consistently. Because 
right now, if I asked you, Larry, tell me within the next 60 seconds, who were the last 10 people you've gotten, you've given an estimate to, and I need you to give me their phone number and their email. Would you be able to do that for me? A paper format, not digitally. Not digitally. So that's why, and it makes it easy. So, and then drip jobs automates that email follow-up for us. And then we obviously would pick up the phone. So like, there's just, you know, there's other CRMs out there and, and none of them are going to be quite like what we feel. Cause I'm a painting contractor. And I know what we need, but yeah, really where that, I'm getting at is a CRM is, is, is valuable. Yeah. Cause I've seen advertisements with like Salesforce and all that stuff, but they, they're very comprehensive. And so it has a lot of different features that I have no interest in. Right. And uh, associated that adds value to the price that they're asking for, for that, I have no use. And I don't want to overpay for a CRM that is not geared for me or focused on construction or contracting. Absolutely. So I, I mean, there's no reason to. It drops CRM all the way. That, Salesforce serves everybody. Yeah. You need not like, so. when, yeah, I mean, they need, you need a contractor's approach to CRM. Um, but, you know, just, I'm just trying to help you understand that. In that way, a CRM can help you with your marketing. If marketing was the big thing, you did a great job. You finished a job. You went next door. You knocked on the door. You had a great conversation. But if you identify this lady didn't know that she needed it done, so where does she fall? If Tander gave me three categories of doesn't know that she needed it, has now been informed, two would be discovery where they're doing their own little research, Googling, asking friends and neighbors, looking at colors online, discovery, getting excited, thinking about a budget. And number three would be committed. Where does she yes. fall? And the area it would definitely be areas that I'm in. Typically the houses are pretty spaced out. And so one person isn't necessarily looking at what the other person is doing exactly. Right. But in those big communities, you know, everybody knows that my house looks ugly and it needs to be painted. You know what I mean? So, but typically it's, they, they don't know. Or, you know, when I talk to people, even if they don't know, it's generally about a 50-50 chance. Some people know it's obvious because I knock on generally completely obvious doors. Your house is ugly. That's why I stopped. Right. You know what I mean? Generally, there's a little bit of an embarrassment in that, but it also leads to the opening of the door. Let me walk around and give you this estimate real quick. Right. But what are you doing there? You're educating because why mm -hmm. didn't they get it done, Larry, if it got to that point where you're knocking on the door? Because they don't value it. That's or they correct. don't have the money to do it. Right. They don't value it. They don't have the money to do it. Or they, they really don't understand the negative implications of not getting it done. So remember, when you do that, you're educating. I think it might even be wise for you to schedule a second visit before you give that quote. Okay. Say, this is a discovery. I really wasn't even, I really wasn't even anticipating doing an estimate. I just wanted to inform you, right? This is how you sell. Would it be okay if I came back Tuesday and gave you a formal quote? What does that do? What that does is Larry, that gets them in discovery phase. Okay. Because the time that you give them is going to give them enough time to look up paint uh, colors with, they're going to get excited about it. Hopefully then they're going to ask their neighbors and friends about budget. Then they're going to ask about, and then they might even look up your company in the meantime. So okay. when you present that proposal, now you've got somebody that is prepared to make a buying decision. 
You really let fish off the hook like that and try to come back and get them? I used to do life insurance all the time. Man, I would, I would not let that fish go. We have to go for it. What do you mean, let that fish go? You're operating, not calling you out. You're operating in a scarcity mindset. If you're that confident in your, first of all, mm -hmm. if you're that confident in doing what's in their best interest by painting this house that needs it bad, and you've done a good enough job educating them on why it needs to be done, and you frame it as in, hey, I, I wasn't even planning on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take some notes today, take some pictures. And I'll be back with a formal estimate. Can we set up a time for Tuesday at like one o'clock? Would that be okay? Maybe when your husband's home? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you run into that every now and then with a decision maker's not there. I don't generally that because my clientele is generally retired folks. So they generally, most people are home. But I do see the value in that because I've done that in my earlier days where I wasn't as experienced as a sales right. guy, but I would up just to bring the heavy but, hitter close but let me ask you this one more thing you're painting someone's house you knock on my door you don't mm -hmm. know what i'm going on do you think i'm in the mindset to be sitting and talking to you you don't know that so i think mm -hmm. that there's something really important there i would do this in life insurance i had a cold stack of leads and i knew that if i knocked on their door they got dogs barking they got chaos happening during the day or they're not just, maybe they're not in the right mindset to be interacting with somebody effectively, okay? I would say, hey, listen, my name's Tanner. You see here, you requested some information from our company. Hey, listen, I didn't mean to just pop on you. I just want to introduce myself, let you know that this is why I'm here. Last thing I want to do is interrupt your morning. Would it be okay if I stopped by on Tuesday? We can sit down and we can go over the information you requested. Would that be okay? I have one o'clock available, right? So okay. now they can prepare for that interaction rather than being thrown a curveball in the morning. It's hard for people to make that buying decision under duress. Then you have buyer's remorse as a potential outcome because I'm sure you're a great salesman. So you're going to probably close it. But then again, you don't want to come in like a tornado and leave with a check. No, no, no. Well, I don't mind that as long as everything's right. And then the because the, the, everything we do is no money down. So the customer's never had any kind of liability as far as, oh, you put a deposit and now you're stuck in the job. Everything we right. do, everything. I love that. I'm knocking on your contract. So to give you comfort of not knowing me, even though you can look me up, but I still rather you have that that security of if anything goes wrong, I'm out of pocket. I have to try to find that a way. That says to a lot about you. And I think that the approach that I'm just giving you, maybe it's situational. Like I said, read no, the I customer's like motivation. That particular tactic, because when you do have people that are busy with the children or the dogs is going mad crazy or the circumstances, I don't ask for a better time. So unless they ask for a better time, you can, hey, can you come back later? But I generally don't say, you know what? Is there a time that I can come back that's more appropriate for you? I generally just leave it alone. And then I'll just revisit that house if I see it again. If Here's I'm on a that. suggestion. I like that. I just think that you should offer the time first. Don't ask. People don't like open-ended questions. They like to say yes or no. No, you can get stuck in that. I agree. You get stuck in it. Oh, I don't. they don't have their calendar with them. Say, hey, I'm going to actually be back in this area Tuesday, 1 o'clock. Does that time work for you? Then they'll tell you if it doesn't, and then they'll make their decision on when does. Mm -hmm. See, it's just a different way of approaching, helping them make a decision. No, I, I, can, I can understand and agree with that. Yeah. So, Mark. And then if right time, they'll just 
the right time then, right? What's that? If that's not the right time, then they'll just correct you with the oh, right yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time when I call leads. I say, hey, I'm going to be there Wednesday at about 1 o'clock. I'll say, oh, oh uh, that doesn't work. I have a doctor's appointment. Oh, okay, what time works for you? 2 o'clock. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. I like that. See, when you sell life insurance, man, you don't have the, the option of losing out on business, man. It's, it's, it's a hard business. So when you're I knocking can, on doors, man, you got to get creative. I just learned it. You know, it's something I learned. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. It's a good so perspective. You, so marketing, like where, where I'm getting at is this. First of all, identify how bad you need the jobs. If you're looking to grow and scale fast, you want to go for those people in the three category, which I Remember, committed, ready to go. You're, they're going to be on Google searching. They're going to be on Home Advisor inquiring. They're going to be on your, on your website. You know, they're going to be people that. So it would be worth it to to run some Google ads, Facebook ads, anything to get people ready to go. Okay, those are the people that you want to go after. Discovery phase. You know, these are the people that you're knocking on the door and they say, actually, I was thinking about it. Okay, great. Then those people definitely you can give a quote to on the spot for sure. The first people, oh, I didn't even know I needed, there was cracking over there. They're light years away from making a decision. Gotcha. So how do you, I guess I have to do some maybe separate conversation, but drip jobs, how does that get integrated in what I'm trying to, what I already got going on? You know, I, I could talk about drip jobs for 10 hours, but I'll keep it short. Yeah. If you buy Facebook leads, okay, let's say you set up Facebook leads. We can connect Facebook leads to drip jobs. So whenever somebody puts in a request for progressive painting, within seconds, they're going to get an email and a text message. And their information is going to be in drip jobs, okay, from your company. It's going to say, hey, it's Larry with progressive painting. We got your request. Please click here to book an appointment. They click the link. They choose a date and a time for the appointment. And you still have yet to call them, which is great because you're probably busy throughout the day. So at the end of the day, you can go and approve the appointment. And they'll get a notification that their appointment request has been approved. That goes on your schedule inside of drip jobs. From there, you go and do the estimate. When you do the estimate inside of drip jobs, you can actually build out the proposal and you can send it to them or show it to them on an iPad. You know, from there, they can sign it, put down a deposit. You can accept the payment through drip jobs. Then you would schedule the job. You can schedule the job through drip jobs. It's the whole pipeline that we discussed all in one app. So, you don't need anything else. The only thing that's always a little bit tricky is getting your customers inside of there, which we have some ways to help you do that through Zapier, which is a mo which is an app that allows you to connect a bunch of apps. So if you, again, like if you have a website, we can actually give you a link to click. If somebody's on your website that, that they can fill out a form and their information goes into drip jobs automatically. So we're pretty creative about it. Some lead generation companies like Thumbtack or, they're just hard to get anyone to integrate with. So unfortunately there's some work around that'll have to be done there, but the big ones we work with and we can get. What about the manual aspect of that? So like if I hadn't wanted to follow up with a customer that didn't pull the trigger at that moment, could I put the information in and they do like a automated follow-up in a couple of days or anything like that? Absolutely. So the follow-ups are done for you. So we have over 50 follow-ups in there based off of each stage, the customers in that are pre-done for you, pre-written. You can sign up for an account and, like within seconds, you're going to, you know, you can get follow-ups triggered. Uh, but yes, so we have a sequence. They're called sequences. So for example, if you were my, if I was your client and you gave me a quote, you can set it to send me a follow-up for the next 30 days, every four or five days. It'd be like eight follow-ups, 
And inside the follow-ups, you know, you're building value. You can write about your company. You can put pictures and you can put links to videos of you. You know, let's say you're selling me cabinets, you know, painting cabinets. You can put a YouTube video of you guys spraying cabinets that sends them on the third day for them and say, hey, look at this cabinet painting job that we did. You know what I'm saying? So you have that ability to do that in there. All right. So it's uh, it's pretty powerful, yeah. man. And and I just want to get back to marketing because it's like, if you look back at the last 10 people that you give, give an estimate to, my first suggestion is after this call, I truly believe that you need to be calling those people and following up. And when I follow up, I don't just say, hey, have you decided if you want to move forward with us? I say, hey, I just want to follow up to see if you had any questions. That is the best way to follow up in this business. Do you have any questions? Because they always do. Remember, people don't get their house painted every so often. It's usually about 10 years in between the time that they actually do this. Unless they're buying and moving into another house and they have to do it again. With that said, obviously we know people don't want to make bad decisions. So there's always questions that need to be answered. Okay. No, respect. I agree with that. Yeah. And it'll open up the door though. They may say, yeah, you know, or no. Okay. So if no, you know, is there anything stopping you from wanting to move forward? You know, See, I'm extremely kind of low pressure, but I understand a little pressure definitely helps out because that's why I don't generally even follow up is because I'm, you know, I'm on to the next. I'm not trying to be, especially as a door to door salesman in some neighborhoods, you have to be careful with that, you know, cause you create too much pressure. Somebody might do a phone call, True. but yeah. I just, keep going forward but i know that has to change if i want to value my time more or as much oh, as i man give yourself you're gonna double your sales if you're not doing any follow-ups i mean you are going to dramatically increase your closing ratio dramatically first of all in this business they're not expecting it number one and number two it's very low pressure because i'm actually selling them something that they want i'm not selling them something that they don't want that i'm trying to force on them like a car when i know that it's just a commodity you know, I used mm -hmm. to sell cars, so I remember what that was like. And and life insurance. I mean, you know, it's not something they really want, you know. So it's like paint job is something that's going to make them happy and it's going to make sure their house, their, their greatest investment in most cases, their biggest investment is, is well taken care of. So for me, I don't mind following up because what I'm doing is in their best interest, you know. Well, yeah, I, I agree. That's what I explained to them. You know, it's not just cosmetic. It's not they just want to hear back from you, bro. You're a nice guy. They, they probably enjoy the interaction and then they don't hear from you again. And you don't know what circumstances have come up from that time to now. You don't know what that situation is. You at least owe every single person that you do an estimate with a follow-up call. If you no, want to dramatically increase your parts, I lost your number. You know what I mean? And then blam, you know, they not say you lost their number. <laughs> no, no. They say that. Oh, they lost my card, so they were uh, interested. Didn't have the number to call me, or they didn't have the website right. or whatever. Yeah, so you never know. They could have lost they your know. number. They could have lost. Do you know how many people that I've had that actually just replied to me through an email because of that reason? They said, "Oh, I lost your number, but it, I'm sending you an email," and they interact with me that way. I mean, we've got to align ourselves with the way that they interact with these big corporations, these big companies, Amazon. Every, they're used to that level of communication in all other areas and then it's like we got to go back to 1980 when they when we work with a contractor you know? i like that you're right because people are used to that with with uh all the other aspects of commerce right. you know you barely pick 
address and one website and they're blowing you up with an email blowing you up you know but why not why can't we and that's what drip jobs is about like come on we got to level up the the industry and i think that it's not like we're doing something wrong again we're not selling things that they don't want we're selling something that they most likely need and that's a good feeling so i think that it's worth it i love following up man i think it it's a great way to hone in on your sales skills and it's also a great way to find out where your gaps are. You know, if there's a reason why they chose someone else over you ask, don't be afraid to ask. I'd ask all the time. Hey, what was the reason though? I just, just curious for my notes. Oh, well, you know, they're going to be doing this and this for free. Okay. Well, you know, great to know that, you know, they, they don't have, um, they don't pay labor taxes. I'm kidding. Yeah, well, not only that, well, they may ask for half down. Like, you really gonna do that for half down? Yeah, you gonna- yeah they want fifty percent down. We're doing that's a great value proposition, by the way. Yeah, yeah you know I, what I would do if I were you, and this isn't unethical, by the way, because first of all, it's not even expected of you to be doing zero down. What you can do is you can you can start with five hundred down, and you know what? You could call back and say, "Hey, listen, just because I'm that motivated to show you why we are such a valuable company and we'll do such a great job, I don't even want to deposit from you." I will take all the money at the end. Once you're 100% satisfied, I'd use it to your advantage. 1000%. Oh yeah. I tell them sometimes, you know, of course you got to pick what you say it, but I, I tell them if you don't like it, don't pay for it. You know what I mean? And that they like, you know, that yeah, gives them that shocked face. <laughs> yeah. So I, have, I had a customer, you know, <laughs> I had a customer, they paid. It's just that they, they waited till they were 100% in love with it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like a couple hours, but either way, but it, I, you know, as I say, you can identify when you read people, whether or not that's somebody you want to say it to. But Agreed. when they hear that, love that, like, if I don't like it, I don't pay for it. You know what I mean? So blam. Yeah. That does say, that does take the pressure off, man. It really does. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got to understand the market. A lot of people come in to this uh, scared, you know, to deal with contractors. You're a friendly guy. It's probably different, you know. And like I said, utilize that strategy, um, the follow-up, man. I think after this call, I guarantee if you call 10 people that you've given an estimate to, you're going to get a sale today. Law of averages. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that because I got like a stack of Unsigned. So imagine this, right? Imagine you go on your phone, you have a mobile app that tells you everybody in one row of all the people that you've given a proposal to with a with a button that you could just hit call, make the call. Okay, great. Put a note in, hit the next one, make the call. Great. Put a note in. That's what Drip Jobs is. So you have the ability to see who it is you've given an estimate to. You easily can call, text, or GPS the location at any time. You know, mm-hmm. guarantee if you're not writing down the addresses, then you got to get the paper, look up the address, put it in your phone. It's just a mess, man. It's hard to be productive with that for sure. It's not your fault. It's the fault I, of- no, it's like I said, it's just the, the system that I'm just used to and was introduced to and that I've been in for the longest. But like I said, I'm interested in improving that process. It. Yeah, man. So that way I get more out of what I put in and have more time. I was, I was in the same boat, man. I didn't even have a CRM when I first started my business for about seven months. I just did everything kind of all over the place. I I'm the contractor coach guy who teaches people. And I know, I just, I'm glad I went through that. Cause I know that it's, it's almost like I knew I wanted to do better, but there wasn't better for me to do. Like a lot of things that I use now, even now before drip jobs launches is just pieced together software that isn't even designed for us. Um, and it's mm. kind of working, but it's just not effective. So no, I, agree. I mean, I, I'm interested in seeing how that can improve. Yeah, man, my- for sure. We will definitely chat on that. Um, yeah. in terms of, uh, in terms of marketing, did, did the information I gave you help a little bit? Yeah, I definitely know that like all the platforms that are out there that are the most popular, Google, Facebook, um, 
uh, Instagram, uh, even Yelp. I'm not really taking advantage of most of that. Uh, I would, so I would that- just I would start with Google and Facebook, man. Okay. Google and Facebook. It's all about being present when the need arises. Okay, because it's not so much, and I say this a lot. It's not so much about the fact that people can't like there's not enough people to paint for. We know that there's enough people to paint for out there right now. At this very moment, there's probably a thousand people within a hundred miles that would pay you to paint their house. Would you agree? Mm, most definitely. A thousand people, probably more, right? Yeah. The reason that you're not the one they're choosing is because they can't find you when they need to find you. They don't, they can't no, I- find you. The most, the most, I, when I talk to people and they say they look me up or they, or attempt to look me up is always either Google or mostly Yelp. I haven't had too many people tell me Facebook. Well, Yelp on the West coast is pretty popular here. Yelp is like, no I forgot you. That is really uh, it's yeah. Yelp is in an iPhone. So when people search, I feel like that's like, Dude, number I've one. had an iPhone for ever and I've never clicked and I've never signed up for a Yelp account. It's just, there's nothing under- for me. Isn't that funny? That's the West it, Coast thing, man. Strange. Strange. <laughs> strange, yeah. I feel like everybody, I depend on Yelp, man. That's Shoot. crazy. But for you, Yelp it, dude. You know, Yelp it, man. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So those are some things. Like, you got to be where the, you got to be where the need is when the need arises. And that's Google mostly. You know, what a blessing Google is, man, for people who, you know, it gets everyone in one central location. Like, that's like the thing. It's like our society, like, knows, like, when I need something, Google that need, and then boom, we can pop up. If you Google my area and my and, and painting, you're going to see my company. That's awesome, man. And we have 110 reviews on there, five stars. Okay. You can look it up. Ocala Painter. No, no, no. I was, I was going to just do my own and see what happened. Do your own? Okay. What's the city? What's you're in? in your city? What's that? What do you put like painters in just put Florida? Pa- put painters in Ocala, Florida. I was gonna do mine. I'm just gonna. Oh shoot! Hold on. Let me change that. Let me just take away the. Uh... Yeah, put it up there. Well, what, yeah. What's what's yeah? We'll put what's the city you're in? Uh, Scottsdale. Oh, you're in a big city. Yeah. Scottsdale painting contractor. All right, so Scottsdale painting contractor. So if I were moving to Scottsdale, me and my wife are moving. We bought a house there. Honey, we need to get it painted. First thing I'm doing is going to Scottsdale painting contractor on Google. And I've already made my decision on the top three that I'm calling based off of the reviews. I'm definitely going to call Fresh Coat Painters. They got 28 reviews, all, all five stars. Yeah, I just went through the list of 22 that popped up. I am not on that. You're not on there. But okay, so is that I'm sure, I'm sure outside of maybe one on here, outside of me, my volume is higher than all of these guys. And I'm not trying to be, you know. No, but that's that's credit to you. Not saying yeah. that that's a bad thing, but we're just talking about how to increase that now. I think what you've built yeah. is a phenomenal foundation. I'm not saying anything other than now you need to get get with the times in terms of being present online. Um, but me looking here, and did you look up my company? Uh, painters and what was it again? Ocala, O-C-A-L-A. Florida. 
What's the name of the company? What companies do you see? What are the top three? I got ads. So it's like Prodigy and Upstate. No, through the ads. Through, don't look at the ads. I'm talking about the map. It says Premium, Pure, All-American. Yep, Premium. That's me. Okay, Premium was actually the first one that popped up. That's it. So when people oh. cut... When, oh, five-star. I see yeah. you. Yeah, man. So, But I'm just trying to show you that when people Google that, we're right there, okay? A lot of it has to do with that's, the reviews. And that's SEO too, though, right? Partially. I don't pay anyone to do SEO. I mean, my website's pretty good. Um, and then the uh the reviews i mean we have the most reviews by far i mean i made it a focus of mine to get that many reviews you know oh, okay. you have that yeah. many reviews google's like okay these guys are a decent company to show remember google's job is to make sure that their customers like it's our job their customers are having a good experience how do they ensure that by providing them the best search results possible how do they check that they have a few metrics. Obviously, reviews are a heavy metric of, is this company a good company to show our customers when they search on our platform? Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. That's, uh, that's basically giving them a good you know, form of credit right. as far Absolutely. So what does that mean they're going to do if they have a good experience on Google? They're going to call, man. They're going to come back. And I want them to, I want, I need to be up there like that. You got to be up there. That's huge. You're missing out on probably, dude, I'd say there's probably about at least 50 searches on Google that are going to make phone calls and you want a piece of that pie. You know? Do you just flat them? You know, can you leave me a review? Cause sometimes I feel like that's a little, you know, a little extra to be assuming that they maybe even want to do that. So I generally oh, don't. Man. So let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you right now. I just painted for you. Hey, Larry, yeah. how did we do, man? You think we did a good job? Yes. We're, we're role I love, playing. I love it. <laughs> you love, love it. it. Awesome, man. So, hey, listen, I'm sure you know by now that online reviews are the way everyone buys. It would go such a long way if you could just write a quick review about us on Google. Would you mind doing that? Uh, I guess most people wouldn't have a problem with it, really. Right. I just looked at So, So here's the thing. They'll probably say yes to you at your face and then never get around to it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what do I do? Well, I make sure that I send them the link that goes right to my review page for them to do it. To all about it easy. Huh? I'm all about eliminating the amount of steps that they need to take to Absolutely. make it easier. So, yeah. so what do you think Drip Jobs does? When the job's done, it sends them the link automatically in a text message. All right. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. Yeah, I mean, so we, we automate that, but I used to just text it right to them with a link where they can go click it. Boom. Leave the review done. Thank you. Easy. You make it easy. They'll do it. If you just leave it open-ended, like, Hey, can you leave me a review? Yeah. I'll leave you a review. How many people have you told that you were going to give a customer satisfaction survey to, and you never did it? Yeah. Right. So Everyone I know that. Yeah, I did so. it yesterday. The guy didn't make it easy. He didn't send me the link. Right, but Heidi, you probably get it. There you go. You got to make it easy. Yeah. So I think that'll cap us off, man, for today. But I, I hope was this valuable to you, man? Did you learn some things. Very good information. Awesome, man. So what I need to do, we need to come back in two weeks on this, and I want to hear your progress because I think you're gonna really. You were taking notes, man. You're really engaged. I think you're gonna really take off with this information. Um. And then we'll, we'll talk next steps and I'll show you drip jobs. I do the demos. We'll set up a demo. I can show you.
Yeah, man, please. I, I would greatly appreciate that. I feel like that would definitely, uh, all of this stuff, man, all the follow-up stuff, the CRM stuff, the review links, getting your stuff ranked up there pretty high. I feel like that'll have a dramatic increase. Unstoppable. On. You already have the workforce. You just need to connect the supply, which is the workforce, to the demand. But yeah, because I'm not using any of these outside tools. I'm just depending on Imagine self. Imagine that. And you're doing more, you're doing a million, in, probably around a million in revenue. And see, the thing with that is that if, what could it be if I, you know, I just Hello. just tell you out of that. What would it be if I implemented all of this? You know what I mean? So exactly. that's, what that's would great. It be? I think it would be, it would be tremendous, first of all. And <clears> I think that you have people right now that are sitting in your quote unquote queue that you don't need to do anything new. You just need to follow up with them and start adding revenue that you wouldn't have added if you didn't follow up. I trust we're going to start on that today. So get it, get after that. Give me some feedback later, man. Always a pleasure right, chatting with you, bro. We'll catch up soon. Thank you for your time. All right, my man. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.